0: Welcome everyone into episode two of the Know Her Name podcast on the Kentucky Sports Radio Podcast Network. Uh, As always, this episode is sponsored by our very good friend Tanya Witt over at Rise Up Sports Media. You can check out uh, everything that she's got going on at riseupsportsmedia.com. The goal of her uh, platform is to put a bigger emphasis on women's sports, uh, particularly high school sports here across the state of Kentucky, uh, and we hope to try and help progress that movement as much as we can and today we're going to dive right back into another episode it's been about two weeks since we've rolled one out here uh, as always i'm zach Gagan with kentucky sports radio with me i have grant grubbs uh, also with ksr covering the women's basketball team and then we have alex white who uh, i've just referring to as our basketball expert at this stage uh, because she's been doing this on this level for a long long time so she knows what's going on they both know what going on what's going on uh, today we've got a Jam-packed episode coming up. Robin Benton is our special guest interview of the day. We talked to her for about 10, 15 minutes earlier in the week. Uh, She gave us some some cool stories about uh, just uh, growing up in in, uh, uh, Auburn and coming to Kentucky and and things like that. Um, And we're going to recap the last two games for the women's team. They had a really tough win against Florida and then an even tougher loss um, against Mississippi State. Um, on sunday so they're going to dive right into that and then do a pre a preview of the two games that are to come this week on thursday and sunday so grant alex go ahead and take it away and let's dive right into episode two
1: all right uh well obviously thank you all for listening to episode two uh i guess we're going to start it off like zach said with a quick recap of kentucky's past two games uh You know, they had a whole week by between the two, so there wasn't that much action from last podcast and this time. But what did you think of that first game uh, against Florida, Alex?
2: Man. I thought at first I was worried. Um, I mean, we got down 16 in the first half and I was kind of worried about where we were going from there. Um, but I was beyond impressed with their fight in the way that they, um, came back and got the victory in that. And I mean, a road victory at that.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And like you said, I mean, it was a tough, tough win. um, they were down. They were down big, I believe, early in the second quarter. I'm, if I remember correctly, it was 16 points. Yes. Um, but their guards came through. I think that was my biggest takeaway. You know, I, I Maddie Sheer, uh, Robin Benton, and Jada Walker combined for 65, 66 points, I believe. Yes. Um, I mean, they were impressive off the charts.
2: Absolutely, and really, they have been. I was looking the last three games. They have made up at least 78% of our scoring, just those three alone. So um, really, yeah, our guard play has been phenomenal. You can't really ask for much better than what they've given.
1: Yeah. And that extra 10% or wherever you're going to find it before the kind of bench players is player blaring. So, I mean, those four together are just been dynamite lately. Absolutely. Um, Another big thing I noticed from the Florida game was they only shot two of 16 from beyond the arc, which they've struggled all year with three point shooting. But the difference was they found a way to win despite that
2: absolutely yeah that's what I kind of get scared whenever we're not hitting our threes because we've kind of I think throughout the season realized when we're hitting it's a lot easier for us to be in games or winning them and um so I was I was kind of nervous when our shots weren't falling but for them to be able to still pull out the win I mean that's really impressive when you're shooting that bad
1: yeah it's massive and uh, coach Elsie said after the game you know that I think the big difference was before they would just keep launching those threes and praying they'd go in and they kind of figured out in the second half, let's just drive the ball to the hoop and get some easy baskets. I mean, early in that fourth quarter, Robin Ben had two back-to-back tough and ones she's talking to the cameraman on the baseline. I mean, you know, that that's just such a huge confidence boost and momentum boost for that team going in.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The energy, like just, it was instantly picked up. I mean, Whenever we're like taking it, and I mean, we were taking it strong, but it was just like still like creating around the basket was so impressive by our guards, especially because I mean, our post players, when we were getting it into them, it's not like they were able to get as much going. So for them to be able to do it around the basket was so
1: impressive. For sure. Well, moving on. So they picked up their first win, had a little water uh, bottle party there in the locker room, as we saw. And they had a nice week break uh, until they took on Mississippi State. So, Alex, uh, that, that one finished with U.K. falling to Mississippi State, 77-76, to 76, a heartbreaker. What did you think about that game?
2: Yeah, that was a heartbreaker, especially because, I mean, it felt like really we were kind of in control for majority of that game. So, I mean, it, that one was rough. It It came down really to the end and just, I mean – I hate that that's how it ended um, with the Robin Benton. Just, I mean, obviously she thought she got fouled on that, and that's up for debate. But um, I just, I hated that they fought so hard for all of that game just for that to end up being the
1: result. Yeah, and I mean, Mississippi State is a good team. They're um, they're four and three. They're positive in SEC play, the toughest conference in the nation. Yeah. Um, they're a good team. And Kentucky took them right there. So that still shows growth. Uh, like you said, I hated it for Robin. She she scored, I think it was nine straight at one point yeah. in the fourth quarter. I mean, she was just taking over. Um, but at least now she knows she can do that. And hopefully she doesn't wait until the fourth quarter every time to explode like that.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That was, I mean, that's a tough loss. I I hate any close losses but especially a one-point loss when you feel like you kind of had I mean they were trying to deny her from getting the ball in and she still was able to get it that's really who you want the their hands on and that's really what who you want to have their hands on the ball at the end so um yeah I just hate that that had to be the ending after such a hard-fought game
1: and you mentioned there at the end I mean it's arguable whether or not she got fouled, but they certainly weren't hesitating to call fouls that game. Maddie had five and fouled out. Yep. She wasn't even playing the last two minutes. And uh, she still finished with nearly 20 points. Um, and then Nia Leveretter and Robin Ben both had four, so they're having to play cautious. I mean, mm-hmm. foul trouble's yeah. been an issue for this team, but yeah. it was massive in that game against Mississippi State. And
2: I think that was kind of why it was so – upsetting at the end that they didn't call something like that just because if you're staying consistent with how they had been calling that whole game, they would have called that foul. So it, that that part kind of, I mean, not the best way to lose, but I mean, I still, I think there's such competitors competitors that they're going to use that um, almost as motivation going into these next few games. For
1: sure. Well, breaking out of the recap and moving on a little bit more into like the discussion points and our takeaways from these past couple games. Uh, I'd first say, and we have it written down here, is the U.K. bigs, I mean, they just have to better. We talked on and on uh, those past two games, the trio of Robin Ben, Matty Shear, Jada Walker, both times they scored 60-plus combined. And the last game against Florida, the bigs of Nile Everett,er Asia Petty, and Adabola AA, they didn't score. Um, that's just, you're not going to win many games that way.
2: Definitely, and I mean, like I said, some of the the guard play is them getting it inside and scoring in almost like creative ways around the basket. So you would think our post players should be able to t- kind of take some of that. Obviously, they're not going to be able to move in some of the same ways as our guards can, um, mm. but I mean, there's still moves they can make that I know. I know they are capable of finishing. They've shown it before, so it's just like that we're just not getting the production. And also, I mean, as Kind of goes to the defensive end too, because it looks like I mean, against Florida, they had forty points, forty of their points in the paint, and forty-six for Mississippi State in the paint. So it's like they're scoring a lot on in the paint as well. Yeah,
1: yeah it and it's not much. I don't know what they can do besides trying to get them to slow down when they're in there, because a lot of times it's not that they're not finishing, like you said, it's that they don't even get to shoot because yeah. they're walking or freaking out with the ball before they ever get up a shot. Um, I think, you know, Jen Hoover bringing her in over the offseason as a bigs coach should be able to help with that, but we'll see, you know, there's still time in the season. Absolutely, yes. Um, Another topic for sure that we should hit on is, although they may not be playing great, them and the whole entire team is playing hard, uh, undeniably, and that showed up massively in these past three or four games.
2: Definitely. I mean, from start to finish, you cannot question how hard they're playing. Um, And that's what I honestly love to see. There's nothing I hate more than watching um, teams lose just because of pure effort. (laughs) So just at least not having to complain about that is, I mean, a massive positive.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I I mean, obviously the Florida game, that comeback, that fight was there, but Honestly, the loss may have been even more impressive from that standpoint. I mean, they were down six points with a minute 50 left. They had no right to even be in that game. And Jada and Robin just refused to go away. Like, if I was a Mississippi State player, I would be so annoyed by them. Um, But, you know, that's – Yeah, especially
2: with Maddie out.
1: Yeah, absolutely, without Maddie out. Um, So, I don't know. They're they're, they're fighting. Uh, They just got to start finding a little bit more consistency
2: absolutely yes and I think well who was it against South Carolina um we struggled at the free throw line too which isn't something you saw so like kind of some of those things um but I mean you really can't I mean their fight you really can't question it and so that that's a massive positive I think for Kyra LZ especially um watching her team
1: yeah yeah moving you know off the court a little bit and Onto TV this past week, we saw a SEC inside special on the Kentucky Women's Basketball program, which was really cool for everybody. Um, you know, what were some interesting things that you picked out from that that you found specifically interesting or intriguing?
2: Um, I really liked kind of seeing how they their like attitudes behind the scenes. So you could just see how competitive the players were in a different sense than when you see them on the floor. So you saw like some clips from practice and stuff like that and you could just see in their face like how determined they are even in those situations which we don't always get to see when we're just watching them play um, the games. So I really Mm -hmm. liked that part. And then obviously the rage room, I love that idea. And I love that that's something that she took them to do. And I think you could tell by their reactions it was something that they felt was so needed for them as a team too.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you lose four or five SEC games in a row, I think I was ready to go into that rage room with them and slam some things around. So, you know, I I can't fault them. And that was really fun. Uh, Going to the practice. It was interesting. I mean, we've sat in on some live practices with Coach Elsie and stuff before, but seeing more of a closed environment, just how oriented on detail she is. I mean, they mess up anything. And she rewinds and has them do it again over and over. I I thought that was really impressive.
2: Absolutely. And I think that probably, I mean, that really speaks to, we've kind of seen how good they've been as far as bringing defensive intensity, forcing turnovers, stuff like that all season. And I think that practice and seeing how, how in particular she has to, like she makes everything. I think that really um, kind of, shows why they're so good on the defensive end, just because she does, I mean, we saw clips on both ends of the floor, obviously in practice, but she just focuses so much on all the little things. So if you're even like a half step out of place, I mean, she's going to stop it and make sure you like, you know, you need to be here and why you need to be here. So I think that's really big.
1: Yeah. And obviously for players like Robin Benton, we've uh, seen how that has helped her. So uh, you know, unless you have something out else, Alex, would you want to hop into that interview with Robin? Yeah, let's go into it.
2: All right, Robin. So starting things off, um, you were the number 17 player in the nation coming out of high school. Um, thinking back to that time, what do you think kind of set you apart as one of the best players in that 2018 class?
3: Well, when I first got ranked, I was number 99, which is crazy. 'Cause like ninety nine out of a hundred. That's so funny. Um but um my junior year on the AAU circuit year. We, we um we had won Nike Nationals my sophomore year. So I was kinda on the radar then for like the up and coming like good guard in two thousand eighteen. But then my junior year, um, I had a really good summer. Like I had Probably like one of the best summers you could have, and um we won Nike Nationals again, and we went back to back and um, I really did perform well, like from when we start April 6th, from boo Williams all the way to Nike Nationals, I just had a great summer, um and then like our point guard had went down, and um, I had to be point guard, so like I literally just showed that. I could be a one, a two, and a three. And Dan Olsen literally told my mom, was like, he was like, man, that was like one of the best summers I've seen from a guard in a long time. And then next thing you know, I was ranked number 17.
1: <laughs> you know, Robin, it's kind of funny that you mentioned like that you were ranked number 99, the fact that you remember that sort of thing, because it always seems like you kind of play with this chip on your shoulder. Uh, whether, you know, it's talking to the cameras or mean mugging after an and one. you know, Have you always been <laughs> like that? Or is that something that you've kind of developed?
3: Yeah, I've always been like that, Um, especially like in the sixth grade. Uh, I mean, my family, we're all we do is talk trash to each other. I mean, it's really not good, but at the same time, it is good because, you know, it makes you tough. But like my dad, huge trash talker. Oh, my goodness. My mom. My brother. I mean I mean like we literally grow up in it. Um and if you're not talking trash and backing it up, it's gonna be hard for you to live in that house. Like, um (laughs) I mean I really got it from my family, but um you know, I grew up like that. I grew up playing like that, like I mentioned in the sixth grade. We played at college park, Gobby Road. I mean, if you weren't if you weren't tough and had thick skin, I mean, you are going to get it alive out there. So, I mean, I mean, I'm just – it. I grew up like that. And, you know, my parents, um, they were like that too when they played sports. So, I guess it just rubbed off on me.
2: And then kind of going off of that, you also seem to, like, really strive in, like, big moments. Do you feel like that, like yourself? Like, do you feel – like, whenever it's a big moment, big shot needed, like, do you feel like you want to be the one called on for that?
3: I mean, I guess so at this point. <laughs> uh, I mean, I watch a lot of basketball. Like, my favorite, my first favorite NBA player was Carmelo Anthony. I just loved the way that he shoot the, he shot the ball. I mean, it was amazing. I remember I watched one game when I was 12 years old. He was at the garden and he literally just put the team on his back. I was like, like, that is where I want to be. I mean, I literally after I watched that game, I literally went to go shoot in my driveway. Cause it was amazing. Like he put on a show and I'm just like, I mean that's that's what I want to be like. Yeah. Uh you know,
1: like Obviously, because of things like that, you've developed this reputation and nickname as Showtime or Primetime. Uh, you know, I, I well, I hear Coach Elsie. Is it Coach Elsie calls you Showtime? Is that right? Yeah. Okay, What what's the difference between these two and which one do you prefer?
3: I don't I've been called Primetime since the seventh grade. <laughs> People back home, they know my name. They know that's my name. Okay. When I got here. LZ started calling me Showtime. And so everybody thinks my nickname is Showtime when it's really prime time. But everybody's calling me, you know, Primetime Showtime. I mean, I got a shirt coming out about it soon. I mean, it's... I mean, I don't care what they call me. I mean, at <laughs> this point... Is, you
1: know, there people back that, home, man. is there a way that nickname kind of originated or...
3: um, Probably like like I said, the seventh grade. I don't know what song. I don't forgot the song, but I don't know. I just like the name Prime Time. And I wasn't even thinking about Dion because I didn't really know Dion. But, you know, now I know who Dion is. Um, I don't know. I really used to block shots, like, when I was young. And I used to, like, really, like, put on a show afterwards. like, when I was (laughs) young. Like, I really couldn't shoot until, like, seventh and eighth grade, but, like, fifth sixth grade I used to block people's shots like that is what I was known for anybody that's close to me that grew up to me they will tell you that is what I used to do like I used to block a shot go like this or (laughs) scream I don't know like so yeah that's where really prime time came from yeah so you you've you're
2: a player that's been through a lot of injuries throughout I mean really back dating back to high school um what do you tell yourself like during those times when you're having to sit out, do you kind of
3: use it as motivation for when you get back out onto the floor? Yeah, I've been through a lot of, um, gruesome injuries that that's had me out for like months. So, um, you know, like the stinky situation, um, it still hurts, but it's like, I'd rather take that and, you know, be out for six, seven months, you know? So, um, I mean, it just comes with the territory sports to me. I mean, you get hurt. Um, I just try to push through it and um, push through it and just have a level head.
1: Um, Obviously, you've pushed through it this season, Robin. You You're yet to score less than 10 points in a game when last season you're averaging 8.8. 8. What's kind of been that difference this year that's allowed you to make that leap?
3: Well, I think last year I was on a roll until I really just hurt both my ankles. That really just slowed me down. I felt Mm -hmm. like I probably could have kept that average if I hadn't got hurt, but I got hurt. So, um, and then, you know, I was probably the third or fourth option on the team last year. You know, you had Ryan, Dre, you know, jazz treasure me. Um, I was probably the third or fourth option, you know, they were, Mainly, the shot takers, you know, and um this year, I guess I'm the number one option <laughs> uh, I, I'm taking all the shots <laughs> and um you know that's probably the biggest difference you know this is a this is a totally different team from last year, and um, you know, I had a different role last year, you know, my role was to you know you know help the team help ryan and um this year, you know. We we lost a lot of production, so I mean, I had to step it up
2: definitely. And I know you've mentioned like Carmelo Anthony, but who's a player that you kind of look up to, kind of imitate and Im- imitate your game to now?
3: Mm. Well, I'm a big Hawks fan. Um, I've really been watching DeJounte Murray a lot, I really like the way that he plays, I like Trey Young. Um, on the women's side, I always like Tiffany Mitchell. Um I like Kalia Copper. I hope I'm saying her name right. Uh I feel like Chelsea Gray's pretty good. But for NBA I got I've really been watching DeJounte and Trey a lot. I mean I mean I like John. <laughs> but um I've really been dialed in on DeJounte. I really like the way he plays. Um, I like the way Donovan Mitchell plays too. Those dynamic guards.
1: Robin, we talked about your high school days and now college, you know, looking towards the future. I know you're a journalism major, right? Um, Or at least you want to go into kind of sports broadcasting type stuff. Is that correct? What do you kind of hope to do in that path? And, uh, who are some people you kind of look up to uh, and want to model your style after
3: well yeah i probably don't know this but i watch because i want to be on that show <laughs> i mean i don't i guess i look up to Stephen a i don't know i mean i just like watching him. <laughs> um but that show is entertaining like did y'all see it yesterday
1: I, I wasn't there
3: cool the, yesterday. Oh man, he was on Michael Herbin's head about Dallas Cowboys losing and he had the pinky suit from the Friday movie on. He had on a wig, a Jerry curl wig, like I mean, I feel like I wanna be like entertaining, but also informational. I feel like that's what that show is about. It's informational, but it's also very entertaining. Like I watch it every morning. I mean, I wanna be on a show like that or I wanna be like Candace Parker or Maria Taylor, sports analyst. I wanna be in the studio. I thought I wanted to be on the sideline, but no, not no more. <laughs> I wanna be uh I wanna be in the studio. But um like the the TNT show, like uh I know Candace, she's sometimes on it, she's not always on it, but um she be with Charles Barkley, Kenny, uh Shaq, like I wanna be on those type of shows like that yeah definitely
2: so I think um kind of to wrap things up we have a few quick hitter questions um, regarding your teammates so just gonna go through those real quick and then we'll let you go after that so for starters who
3: would you say is your funniest teammate Mm, they say I'm the funniest so I mean (laughs) let me think i don't know sanaya is always laughing at everything either either sanaya or kennedy cambridge
2: and who's the best dancer on the team sanaya (laughs) um who is the quote-unquote mom of the team blair Who's the most competitive?
3: Probably Maddie.
2: Um, which teammate would you want next to you during a fight? Mm. Maddie. And then is there anyone with a hidden talent that you can think of?
3: Amia Jenkins can sing i just found that out even wow. though she doesn't like singing in front of people i'm like we're gonna sing her you then like <laughs> you know what i mean but yeah me and tree tree is you i don't know tree is um we went to her mom's crib and she she sang for us but we couldn't look at it <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah she can sing uh-huh.
1: Well, we'll have to uh, maybe maybe make her debut here on the podcast or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, thanks for uh, talking with us, Robin. And uh, hopefully it wasn't too hard on you or anything. We appreciate your time, obviously.
3: Yes, thank you. Uh, all right.
1: Thank
3: you.
2: All right. So going into um, this week and next, uh, we have Auburn up next. Um, What are your thoughts, Grant, on the Auburn game coming up?
1: Um, It's winnable. It is one of the more winnable games we've played in a while. Auburn is, I believe they have two wins in the SEC. Uh, They're slightly ranked above us. Um, But, you know, we were right there with Mississippi State, who was uh, higher than the middle of the pack team. If we can't beat this Auburn team, we're in trouble for the rest of the season. So this will be a big kind of measuring stick for this Kentucky women's basketball team
2: absolutely and as we were just discussing um that this point last season when they hit that 9 and 11 mark which is what they would be if they got this loss to auburn um that is when we went on a run but i think this is a little bit of a different situation because if we lose that to auburn then we have only tougher games coming after that yeah. so we would have to really kind of step it up um, in a different sense but it is i mean auburn's definitely a winnable game and i think that well, you just got to do whatever we can to get that win. Um, and obviously, Robin Benton's old school, so she's going to come out with a yeah. chip on her shoulder as well in that. Yeah, one. if
1: you didn't pick that up from the interview, uh, I think Robin's still a little upset about the Mississippi State law, or yeah, Mississippi State loss. So I have a feeling she's going to come out with some passion against her old school. Absolutely. Um, now you mentioned, you know, that last year's streak and. I'm trying to think how we can even come close to replicating something like that with this year's team and I'm not sure they can. The the issue is last year's team the reason they struggled so much was injuries and Occasional suspensions. Yes. Um. I mean, there was times where they were playing with seven players on their whole entire roster. Uh. That that's not an issue for this year's team. So instead, there's going to be have to be some sort of tweak on the court to make a change. Uh. I, do you have any ideas what that could be, or just any other thoughts on it, Alex?
2: Um.
1: Honestly, I
2: something that we've kind of mentioned earlier in the episode, which is I think getting more of a post presence. Um. I think if we can kind of keep the guards going and their momentum going, but then get more production from our post players. Um, I think even just that can make a world
1: of difference. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think they honestly don't even have to have offensive production. They just have to have where the, when they give it to the post, it's not they're just losing the ball, throwing away possessions and, um, you know, if they're just playing their role, like Coach LZ said, and they're setting pick and rolls well, they're getting on the boards, we're fine. The guards have enough talent to score, but Absolutely. they can't just throw away possessions when they do give the bigs the ball.
2: Absolutely. And I think, honestly, the big thing is if they do keep continue turning it over when they touch it, how long is it going to take some of these teams to just start double teaming our guards and okay. kind of just leave the post and hope that they can recover and still get get stops on them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if they can just even just get good passes out um, when they're in the post, I mean, kind of draw some of that help and then get some good passes to the guards. Um, even that, I think, would make a huge difference because right now, really, our guards are creating a lot of their
1: looks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty most of Robin Benton's shots, unless it's off a Maddie Shear assist, is a step back between the legs, 17-footer. Yes. Um, So it would definitely help if they could be a little bit of a threat to allow our guards to get a little bit of a kick out um, and more open shots. I'm just more so concerned even more so than teams doubling our bigs, our guards losing faith in our bigs and just stop passing them all together. Yeah. Uh, you know, the last thing you want is team chemistry issues. But with this squad, I feel like that's not an issue.
2: Yeah. They, um, they're they so competitive that I, hopefully it's not. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Do you have a kind of prediction for the Auburn game, Alex?
2: Um, I, if I had to make one, I would give us about a, Eight-point win, I would say, in that game. Yeah,
1: I like that. I I would honestly probably go around the same. I'd say we win by about six points, somewhere around – maybe more, honestly. Actually, I'm going to give us a 12-point win, Hey, uh, I and I would say 72-60 to 60 if awesome. I had to put a, a number down. But nice. I, I think Kentucky is playing better than their record shows, and I think LZ will 100% have them ready after that Mississippi State loss.
2: Yes. And I think, honestly, the fight they showed against LSU and South Carolina, um, I think that really is going to help, um, especially in the long run, because it kind of showed that you can you can compete with those teams. Now, I mean, we may not have stayed in it till the end, but I mean, we showed that we can compete with them for at least time periods.
1: Absolutely. Uh, well, do you have anything else, Alex? Or
2: uh, No, I think that's all.
1: All right. Well, thank you all for listening to the second episode of the Know Her Name podcast and, you know, continue to tune in with us as we follow Kentucky Women's Basketball. Absolutely. Thank you all. Thank you, guys.